Hello, and welcome to another edition of No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where three nerdy paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web. My name is Joe. I'm the lead investigator. My name is Teresa, and I am the researcher and historian. I am your tech savant and Baba Yaga enthusiast, Alex. Here we go. (laughs) So, guys and gals, thank you so much for joining us. This is our 28th episode. Oh, we finally followed the episode. Yeah, yeah, 28th episode. So, so many. We're getting there. We're getting there slowly but surely. So, we do have several announcements to make. So, for starters, um, (laughs) last week we had our Haunted History Tour in downtown Wadsworth. And I have to say... It was most definitely a success. I had a ton of fun. Um, Everybody who joined us, I think, had a ton of fun as well. Um, Just walking around talking about ghosty stories, you know, throughout your hometown is is really cool. So tell me, guys, how did everything go with the the tavern? Because I actually haven't heard that episode yet. Well, first off, I want to thank our biggest fan, Roger Hughes. Yes. All right. Thanks, Uh, Dad. Because what had happened was... I think my wife scared everybody off. How in the world is that my fault? Uh, such a big shadoo is made out of having the bar a certain volume level. Yeah. That like just nobody was nobody came over. Like they're like turn the music all the way off. Like there was actually one girl that came in and so she walked in and she goes, "Where's the music?" Oh my gosh. Um, I, I don't I don't know if that was the case or not. Um, but it could have been because everybody left the bar after the music got shut off, but I don't know if that was the case or not. But well, no, I mean, it, it could have been because we were in a bar and we shut off the music and they said, fuck that, I'm out. Oh, it also could have been because it was like 6 o'clock and maybe there's not a bunch of hardcore alcoholics in Wadsworth as we thought. Uh, well, I mean, so, had they been a little more hardcore on the alcoholism, then maybe they would have made some noise. That yeah. would have been an interesting podcast. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, for those of you who did listen to it, like I did, you definitely heard the background noise in there. And yes, once again, thank you, Dad, for being on the podcast. I appreciate it and love you. Um, Roger, you're awesome. Thank you so much for supporting us. And no, you didn't sound like a stupid hillbilly. You were fine. <laughs> I really haven't listened to the episode yet. I'm going to have to. But I, I have to assume there was no hillbilly sounding Roger on that because that no, just doesn't just, even make sense It's to just me. our Ohio accent. Yeah, we do have. <laughs> isn't it weird? Isn't it weird? We don't think Love we it. have an accent, but we really do. Yeah. Um, but no, actually, the, the bar was fine. I actually had a good time doing it. Uh, thank you, Summer and Joe, for actually coming on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they gave good information, and yeah, it was just an all-around good time for us. I love it. I uh, love it. I was, well, while you guys were chilling out, doing your thing, talking to everybody, having your little interviews, I was um, walking a, a relatively large group of very, very fun folks around the square visiting local businesses um so the son of the owners of uh the brewing company actually was standing outside on my second route around at eight o'clock and uh he was cool enough to actually shoot the shit with me a little bit and engage the audience and that was a whole lot of fun so i uh thank you so much i appreciate you and we will uh be coming by to talk about investigating we here at No Lights Paranormal are all about audience participation. Heck yeah, we want to have fun. Absolutely. Sorry, I was burping. Had to come in the last second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I, if there was anything that I wished that... Uh, I wished that the bar would have been a little bit more engaging. Well, you know what? Maybe that is, in fact, um, my fault and you know, just the fault of... Uh, the way that we set it up, we didn't do a very good job at letting... Uh, the patrons of the tavern know that we were going to be there and that we were encouraging their participation. So now we know for next time. Uh, I I think that might be part of it. Also, I think it might be a bigger part as we kind of joked with my dad and I joked with him afterwards about it. As soon as people get in front of these mics, they clam up. It's like, true. And we even did it in our first couple of podcasts. Like, we're looking at mics like, I don't want to sound stupid. What do I say? That's so strange to me. It's also, just, I think we almost... we're used to it now. <laughs> I think well, we no, almost I mean, kind of did it at the end of the last week's episode, too, because yeah. we're like, all right, we didn't really plan a whole lot because <laughs> we figured we'd have to deal with more I'm, people I'm than we did. sort of a bit of a public speaker anyhow, so, like, I don't, I don't really do that. Well, yeah, but when you're put on the spot... Oh, yeah, I was super on the spot on a Saturday no, no, no. night in front of all those people I didn't but know. But you expected to... You have if you're just walking into your bar to have a beer, though... Oh, no, sudden, I got you. I got you. And somebody's like, be... you got a story? And they're like... They're like, uh... uh maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thank you all so very much for tolerating us that evening. And 
Um, for everybody who came out on the tour, we super appreciate you. That was so much fun, and I most definitely look forward to doing it again, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. Maybe um, next time me and Alex can go on this one. There you go. I also wanted to just go ahead and give a shout out to our boys over there at the Harrisville Masonic Lodge, number 137 over in Lodi. Um, They are having uh, this coming up weekend, Thursday, October 12th through Saturday, October 14th, is the Dale Bush Pumpkin Festival. Um, What they are doing is, um, obviously they're having pumpkin sales that are going to go on uh, throughout the weekend and 25% of the proceeds from the pumpkin sales are going to benefit the suicide awareness and prevention um, in the name of their past master, Dale Bush, um, whom they unfortunately lost um, in said event. Um, With that said, also on Saturday at 8 p.m., they're doing an outdoor movie on the square. They're going to show Hocus Pocus, which I think is awesome. That is actually one of my favorite Halloween movies, to be honest. Yeah, it's a good one. So, it's like yes. a feel-good Halloween yeah. movie. Something yeah. you could show in a public square, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't show, like, The Exorcist. Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, make sure make sure that if you are Hill. in the area that you stop by and pick up a pumpkin because um, suicide awareness and prevention is a, is a big, big deal. And Dale yeah. is extremely loved and extremely missed uh, by all of his brothers and friends. So Why do they call them pumpkins? I don't know. <laughs> you know I'm out. Like, so, uh, listen, no. you, you've startled me enough. <laughs> That's twice today. I've been rendered speechless again. <laughs> so today, gentlemen, uh, we are back on doing the states, haunted yes. states. Oh, speaking of, I guess one last m- minor announcement. Hmm. Uh, because we are doing the states and Halloween is fast approaching... Uh, just throwing it out there. So we will be taking a pause for our Halloween episode on yes. states. And I think the general consensus is, let's just do the spookiest fucking story we can find. I think it's a great idea. I actually was thinking about that a couple of days ago because I got bored at work. And what if we did like, because everybody's biggest thing is like horror movies during mm-hmm. Halloween. What if we did like, Horror stories that were based on movies, but were actually real. True I feel like we did that episode already. No, not on Halloween. No, <laughs> we didn't do it on Halloween. Yeah. That's that's that. I understand what you're saying. Um, so, like, I'm the, positive we can come up with some seriously scary true stories. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, huh? we'll we'll go all out. We'll go all out. That'll be fun. Maybe we'll just do a special episode. I love it. Maybe we'll do a bombarding episode. It's just a huge episode. Or we that do sounds a fun. Wedding Crashers type thing. And yeah, yeah. Wedding Crash Marty's little picture on the square thing. See, there you go. <laughs> we'll just jump in in the middle of Hocus Pocus and I be know, like, hey right. guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> we can dress up like the Sanderson sisters. It'll be great. <laughs> you haven't seen me in a wig, have you? <laughs> it's okay. I'll be the fat one. I don't make any good looking. <laughs> what's her name? Winnie? <laughs> Bette Midler? No, 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 the black-haired one. Winnie no, it's not Winnie. It's not Winnie. What's her name? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, I'll be the fat one. Joe, you can be the pretty one. <laughs> I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, because I look good in them. I mean, I guess that leaves me as Bette Midler. I don't know what the hell yep. just happened here. Because you're snarky. That's right, and she also was very snarky in that flick. Mm-hmm. Wait. Hold up. You know what? No, no. So this week we're going to talk about North Dakota. North Dakota. <laughs> I'm not going to be the dumb one. <laughs> you know what? She might have been dumb, but she was pretty. <laughs> I, I mean, tr- I can't trust anybody. If the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yes, North Dakota is this week's state. Um, um, just so you're all aware, Bismarck is the capital of North Dakota. It's got a population as of 2021 of about 774,000 people. Takes up close to 70.7 thousand square miles. Uh, they have a Republican senator. Mm-hmm. What else? I don't know. We don't need a fucking history lesson. This is a haunted Historic. paranormal podcast. History. Historian. A little bit of history. <laughs> no, you told me the capital. That's not history. And shout out to Bismarcky. Yeah, you guys are awesome. <laughs> 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 
It's fine. She didn't catch it. I no, didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> She's so. not Ken Moore enough. <laughs> oh, my bad. You grew up in the country. It's a rapper. <laughs> Bismarck? It's a... It's a oh, that's a stupid... No, sorry. Hey, <laughs> it's a common thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're punny. It's fine. Funny. <laughs> punny, ha-ha. Not sorry, funny we're queer. Having, we're having jokes at your expense. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's like, okay. Have at it. Have at it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's the lowdown on North Dakota. Dakota. Um, Dakota. Yeah, and also Dakota. something uh, my dad actually told me that uh, a lot of the Sioux were from yeah. there. Sioux. Yeah. And that's part of my ha- family heritage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I did know that. It's my temper. <laughs> I, mm-hmm, I did know that. So yeah, uh, I, thanks for that little tidbit, a little nugget. Uh, but yeah, so let's get into the stories. Who wants to go first? I mean, you know what? I can because I, I kind of just threw mine together because there's actually no scientific with this. It's all just stories from people that are there. Yeah. And there is a really good one with it. So I don't, don't care mind. who goes first, but due to geographical locations, uh, I think I'll just follow Joe up whenever he goes. So, yeah, okay. Well, already then, um, I guess. So since... you're going last, Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense to me. All right. And my stupid fumble fit. Fin- Mm-hmm. My Reset. fingers <laughs> uh, accidentally clicked off my notes here, so hold on a second. Let me get back to them. Um, but yes, I am doing Devil's Lake mm-hmm. in North Dakota. Uh, it sounds I'm scary. I'm going to say it that way the entire podcast. It's because of Chelsea. Just, yes. And her brother, Dakota. Dakota. Um, Dakota. I love but yeah, it. Devil's Lake, and upon doing my research with this, they've actually really opened that area up. It's not just the lake and a park. You hike there and do all that. It's actually a lot more. They actually have like a bar there. Um, they have events that happen there. It's like a really happening place. And supposedly they actually do also offer ghost tours that go through there. Um, it's a big kind of place. And I actually have a couple websites here. Makes sense. Uh, that I'm going to post on our Facebook page for real this time. Uh, because a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about actually have pictures to go along with them. Uh, one of them is the Devil's Lake Sea Monster. Oh, wait. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, I think they covered it on Ghost Avengers because they did mention it in the article. Uh, but it was not one of the well-known ones. Interesting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's kind of tied into Nessie. Uh, the article that I was reading actually has a picture here of it, and I'll show the Alex and Teresa this. But he said at first he thought it was a log in the actual lake of it. And okay. it turned out it later on as he kept on looking at it, he's like, Wait, logs don't bend that way. They don't do that. And there's the one picture of it. I mean <coughs> It looks like a log. Sorry, I died. Yeah, it really does look like a log. It doesn't look like a sea monster to me, but I mean I could, was it was it at any point like undulating? Yes. Because yes. that And you can't would see be... it in the pick. But yeah, he definitely said it was started to like go up and down. But yeah, I mean, for for a log just to be curved, yeah, sure, absolutely, that happens all the time. He said, but normally it doesn't happen in a. Yeah, that's a little. Because in the in the picture when you can see it, it kind of looks like the front of it, like the head is poking up. Yes, very normally, very very curved. Yeah, like it's coming up to get air or something like that. Uh, Realistically, just looking at that from afar without any context clues as to what you're telling me, it looks like a tree fell over on the water, and there's some branches sticking up. Yeah, branch. Um, But this guy said he's been here plenty of times and actually got seen it a lot like he's seen it and he ties it into Nessie interesting uh, and he goes into the article and I'm not going to read it because it's, it's a quite long article uh, he goes into the geographical problems of having a sea monster of that like a pleosaurus in mm. a place where there's no like food or anything like that uh, <coughs> same with Nessie and Loch, Loch Ness well like uh, to be fair, there are inlets and outlets to Loch Ness, not so much that lake in particular. Where they have actually shown, though, that with how deep the bottom is and how many different species of critters live in Loch Ness, it is uh, incredibly possible that it could support um, uh, the habitation of a large creature such as a plesiosaur. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, we're not saying it is or isn't real. We're just it's, saying, it's, it's a, viably, it, it could happen. It could happen, but the likelihood of it being something like uh, you know, a million-year-old creature, yeah, not so much. Well, that's the thing. It's it's it goes into the whole aspect of like 
is it actually a dinosaur or is it something else? Maybe because like a yes, it could modern have, day something else. It, possibly, yes. But it goes into a lot of other things in the article about what it actually could be. Could it be a Native American legend uh, that when I researched it, found out that it was called, it's actually the animal of North Dakota. Uh, Miniwashitu, I believe is what it's called. Sorry for the pronunciation. Uh, but yeah, supposedly this thing was like covered in like bison fur. Interesting. Okay. And it had one eye in the middle of it and a great giant horn on top of his head. And they have an artist rendering of it. Okay, that's it's creepy something looking. special. And I mean, was, go ahead. Cryptozoology is kind of a weird, like, monster all its own, right? Because, right. I mean, if we think about things like dragons, how simple of an explanation is it to be that uh, dragons were just misidentified fucking dinosaurs oh, yeah. late, mm-hmm. later on in life? Actually, um, I remember that in the podcast. You go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Not exact science, right? Not the exact same pictures that we see today, but pretty fucking close. Yeah. You know? A brontosaurus without wings, you know? Right. Well, in this one, it kind of ties into the sea monster for me because they said it did have a big old horn and winter in North Dakota is very harsh. And they said the horn used to break up the ice. Okay, so that it could, like, breathe. Yes. And then one of the stories here, I'm trying to find it, but for some reason my phone's being window liquor-like. Well, that's because he has an iPhone. I mean, we do have shit like narwhals. They have horns, so they can it's break true. ice. Exactly. So. so was it a narwhal that would, could have possibly been in the lake at one point in time? And everybody's like, oh, my God, what the hell is that? Uh, but there's also stories. What, do you not believe in narwhals? No, the narwhal song started going through my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> she just looked really happy and smiling. I'm like. Um, but there's also a story from the actual woods of this lake about Ghost elephants. Excuse me? Yeah, I said it right. Um, ghost elephants. And it was actually covered in an article of the Chicago Times. Wow. Okay. Uh, I want to preface this by saying that North Dakota is a very native heritage rich state. And uh, they do believe in the power of peyote. So, <laughs> there's no ghost elephants. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it was um, it was a story published in 1954 issue of Fate magazine called Bar- Barabo's Ten Ton Ghost. Wow. The article shares stories of ghost elephants who roam the streets of Barar- Barabu or whatever. Yo, I'll post the article. You can read it for yourself. Uh, <laughs> rattling homes and scaring residents, and one even smashed the barn. Only in this state, home of the Ringling Brothers Circus, would get to get. To, yeah, would you get tales of paranormal pachyderms? Oh, uh, so was that like the actual like base of opera? Like when yes. Ringling Brothers was yeah. not touring, was that like their home yep. state? So this yep. is in fact not like some sort of a native story about you know mammoth spirits. No. This is about like actual, actual elephants. Elephants. Yeah. All right. From well, the... let me retract. Let me mostly retract my peyote joke then. Yeah, this, the right. peyote thing's still real. Uh, the Chicago <laughs> Tribune is the one who actually posted uh, the story in January. 22nd, 1930. Well, I mean, yes and no. There are no cacti in the North Dakota region. Mescaline. It's fine. Uh, Ghost story stirs Bararbo to a frenzy. It was said that the nightly nightly crashes, creaking, and booms of the ghostly elephants wandering the streets had folks so scared that they no longer allowed their children to play outdoors. Wow. And there was, even though the website itself said it was probably photoshopped, there's a picture. Oh, let me see. Let me see. There you go. More than likely Photoshop, but still a cool picture to see. You know, I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It actually is. Here, let me go. It is, it is actually pretty cool. Yeah. There. No, it's it's like... I mean, and it definitely looks like a ghost elephant coming out of some woods, man. Yeah, if they Photoshop this thing, they did a damn good they job. They did a pretty good job. Is it? 
Okay. I'm definitely looking at an elephant's ass right now. That's fine. Really? Because those are like tusks and stuff. I saw two back legs and a little tail in between. I 100% am looking at its tusks and its eyeballs. Oh, okay. (laughs) All better. The the phone glitched. (laughs) Showed the other side. Yeah. I can I can believe that's layered in Photoshop. Yeah, he, and it says right below it, ghostly elephant, possibly Photoshop. Yeah. But yeah. it's still a cool picture to look at if yeah. you think of it, because how many how many ghost elephant stories do you hear? But then again, it's because I think that we just don't hear about them. But None, but I'm here for it. Right. <laughs> I could totally get into the history of the Barnum and Bailey Circus, and I could tell you about all of the elephants that died under their care. Um, we believe in ghost cats. We believe in ghost dogs. Why not elephants? Why not elephants? Uh, you lost me if the ghost elephant broke down the barn. Like, <laughs> hey man, ghosts can touch things. We've seen it. Ah, uh, god damn it! You can, <laughs> don't you come can, at me with that damn dirty logic. When you can <laughs> the logic feel guy said, don't the come breath at me of a dog that do, is does All not right, have a body. Stop. All See. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, this lake also has a bunch of other stories with it. Um, mostly with animals, which is kind of weird. You've convinced uh, me. I just believe in ghost elephants now. It's yeah. Thunderbirds was also a thing. There. Oh, well, yeah, that's... Uh, that's, that's in weird. most Native American cultures, though, yeah. so yeah. that makes sense. And also gators. Oh, yeah. was a big thing there. Well, there are no gators in uh, the Dakotas as far as... Uh, Pretty sure it gets too cold up there in the winter. Yeah, they would die. Well, they said a gator was here. Well, then... There was a gator. Although it posted fair. in the Milwaukee Journal in 1901, saw a creature in the water with four legs and a tail that he swore was an alligator. That doesn't mean somebody didn't release one. I mean, to be fair, we have the old stories of the Cuyahoga River Python. Oh, true. And there definitely was... should not be a forty-foot oh, no. python in the Cuyahoga River. Yeah, but um, you know, Devil's Lake seems like a great little touring spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have set it up. If you actually go to their website, doubleslake.com, I think it is, uh, you can actually book camping sites there. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a full. They've taken full advantage of this. I so will, uh, whether it be for the ghostly storage or not, but they have taken full advantage of the scenery itself because it's absolutely gorgeous. Sure. So yeah, I read that and I'm like, ghost elephants. Oh, I'm covering that. <laughs> like, that's something that that almost goes hand in hand with your colonial. Shit. That's fair. Right. Ghost elephants and redcoats. Now it's a party. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, as soon as I figured out it was like Barnum and Bailey's, I'm like, oh, that makes sense why there would be... Ghost they, elephants. They, for all intents and purposes, the circus, when it originally started, didn't re- really treat the animals well, very honestly, I mean, let's be honest, though. They didn't really treat them well in the ending times, either, of the circus. Well, that was also back, so in times like that, that was like the beginning of us... Having exotic animals yeah. on yeah. the regular, all right. I mean, for like, the most part, they didn't really know how to properly care. For I was going to say, let's be honest and saying we're dumb as shit, and we don't know how to fucking take care of an elephant. Actually, yeah, we're just like it's cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of foray into exotic animals, my niece called me today, and she, I guess she went to a petting zoo. She goes, "It's my first time ever petting a kangaroo." I'm like, Aww. "Where in Ohio does it have a petting kangaroo cage?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, yeah, no, you're exactly right. Exotic animals—they didn't really. We don't really have them here in the states. Yeah, they're, we didn't know how to take. Care or are of them. they only exotic because they're not here in the states and we're not used to seeing them? Well, be. I mean, by exotic, I mean anything that we generally would take out of the wild and at that point hadn't been domesticated. Yeah. Okay, mm. elephants, lions, uh, and bears. Oh my. oh my! Let's let's face it. Vets back then, not really a fucking thing. All right. Nobody knew no. the anatomy of a fucking elephant. Except for Dr. Doolittle. Well, yeah, no, definitely not elephants, but, you know, I mean, you had some, you know, horse and cattle docks that were um, extraordinarily talented. Yeah, livestock, but not most, African shit they've never seen. Most definitely not an animal <laughs> from, you know, continents away. <laughs> nope, not going there. Nope. <laughs> nope, I am choosing the high road on this one. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you after the podcast. I'm a very <laughs> low road kind of person right now. Feeling it. Uh-huh. Then I'll text it to you. <laughs> because that's the end of my story. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well then, Al, let's hear yours. All right. Uh, so the reason that mine kind of ties into Joe's a little bit. I mean, it's a lot less about animals, but a lot more about 
the specific location. Uh, I am talking about Fort Totten. Um, mm. uh, Fort Totten was, let's see here. Just to give you a blurb, and then I'll go over like a big summary of Fort Totten. Uh, the soldiers enforced the peace, guarded overland transportation routes, and aided the Sioux who lived near Devil's Lake after 1867. Who lived near Devil's Lake. So, so yeah, Joe's, like, Joe's original point was he was covering Devil's Lake. You guys are so. like literally in each other's backyards, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, huh, I... You're just covering the lake, right? Technically, he <laughs> like, was like, I come feel right like next we're, door. He goes, I feel like we're close this week, Joe, with no context whatsoever. And I'm it's like, true. Uh, wait, 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 wait. It's true. Don't read that now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because then you'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help myself. Yeah, fine. that's why I said don't read it now. <laughs> um. Okay, so out of many historical sites in North Dakota that are still standing today, there is one that is very notorious for its hauntings, and that is Fort Totten, uh, which has a long history of being many things. Uh, Totten was originally established in 1867. Um, it served as a post for soldiers guarding transportation routes through the Indian Reservation there. Uh, and at one point, it was a meeting spot for an expedition that was to survey the United States and Canada border. Uh, it only served that p- purpose until 1890. Uh, after it was decommissioned at a, as a fort, it was transformed into a boarding school. And this is the part that interested me. Uh, it was not just any boarding school. Uh, the boarding school was for local Native American children. Uh, and it was used for that purpose until 1959 when it closed. So you mean jail. Okay. Exactly. Uh, basically. Um, and in between that time and while it was still a boarding school, from 1935 to 1939, uh, the boarding school was temporarily a tuberculosis preventorium. Mm. Uh, which basically means that they would place children there who were susceptible to or had already contacted tuberculosis. Uh, this helped prevent the further spread of the deadly disease, but some children who already had it did not make it and died within the fort. Clearly, that happens. That's any TB hospital from it's the early 1900s the that are anywhere. Tuberculosis, unfortunately, it took a lot of lives. Um, Don't get the nickname TB without it. <laughs> Even at the beginning of the fort's use as a boarding school, this was all not all that uncommon. Children taken from the reservation uh, were not immune to the same illnesses and disease that soldiers and teachers that the fort were. Uh, being exposed to these caused numerous deaths. Oh, yeah. Um, That's another ahead. thing I want to point out there, as I said, being taken from the reservations yeah um all that stuff that you see on that show yellowstone well that one specifically was i think 1923 is when they were uh yeah because i made a show about it right (laughs) but but uh, very unfortunately all of that was so true so true 23 specifically was the spinoff where they had the uh kids that were taken into a catholic school to Uh learn how to be good white kids conditioned basically to not be savages like what the their words, not mine. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, we all have Native American blood running through us, so I don't think that... Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, today the fort is notorious for being haunted. Uh, many of the employees, right. both current and former, have had paranormal experiences there. Uh, there are ghosts of children said to be wandering the grounds, perhaps those of the children who died there, likely those of the children who died there. I don't know why some child from Ohio would just randomly show up as you a know, ghost. But, he just chills you know, there. Wording. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, is, this is where I park my car. Right. <laughs> they can sometimes be seen in the windows uh, of some of the buildings, and other times they're literally just out walking around the grounds. Uh, eerie distant noises of children laughing can be heard echoing through the fort at times Um, in the boys dormitory on the ground some people have encountered a human shaped shadow moving across one of the walls before disappearing go ahead 
that ties into another thing I had. Uh, psychics apparently have been there before and reported that the the uh, building is particularly angry and violent, which I think that's. I'm, nope. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it, it could honestly be due to to lots of the things that happened in that building. Listen, the, the road is bending, and I'm not talking about it. <laughs> uh, one of the most haunted places is the part of the fort that is now run as an inn. So yes, you can go here, and you can tour the grounds, and you can stay at the inn. Um, the Trotton Trail Historic Inn is a bed and breakfast on the grounds of Fort Totten. Uh, the original building housed some of the fort's officers and their family years ago, but apparently some of them, supposedly one man and one woman, died within this very building like before the renovations began. Apparently their ghostly spirits did not leave. Guests who stay at the inn today have sometimes felt that they were being followed or seen dark apparitions following them out of the corner of their eyes. So it sounds to me like shadow people-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of shadow people. Shadow I am, am I, of, I am of the opinion that shadow people generally kind of have a bit of a negative uh, vibe that goes with uh, them. I, I don't. Anytime I've seen shadow people, I've never had the negative with that. It's just been like, oh, that's interesting. It's 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 more of the startling aspect of. But them. is it a shadow person, or you just simply saw something go by? It's shadow people. You're sure. Um, yeah. I don't think that it's anybody... Okay. Never felt like... Other than the initial response of seeing something there that's What is is the word I'm looking for? Connotation, I guess? Yeah, I think more of a negative connotation. I don't think it's necessarily anybody in particular. But, you know, everybody loves the lady in white. Everybody's scared of the woman in black. Exactly. That's, (laughs) I guess, what I was getting at. Is that that they they do sort of have a negative stigma attached to them. uh, Right or wrong. (laughs) <laughs> Glinda's the good witch, yeah. not the Baba Yaga. <laughs> well, yep, never mind. Um, but no, another thing when you talked about the walker on the wall, uh, that reminded me of another thing in Devil's Lake. There's actually on Highway 12, there's supposedly a ghostly hitchhiker. Ooh. That if you see him, he'll appear further down the road, and if you stop to pick him up, he'll just disappear. So, saying that reminded me of it. So that's yeah, good. clearly you didn't want to fucking ride that bad then. Right, right, right. <laughs> He's like, uh-uh. <laughs> we actually have one of those on I-76 here in Ohio as well. Yeah. Let's be honest, there's lots of them all over the well, U.S. Well, that's because horrible things have happened on the sides of highways since highways yeah, exist. Yeah, stop hitchhiking, people. Just stop. Yeah, please stop. It's not safe. Don't do it. It's not good. Or we'll have a ghost story about you. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, I also feel like people just call them ghostly hitchhikers because they're walking down the fucking road. Not like they got their thumb out or anything, you know? Well, yeah, but I mean, if somebody just sort of disappears, it's definitely ghostly. Can't tell you they're hitchhiking, but it's definitely ghostly. And supposedly some of them just appear in your back seat. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Not invited. Mm Mm-mm. Well, I mean, that leads Actually, one to believe that not every per- ghost that died on the side of the road is a hitchhiker. Maybe some just died in a car accident right there in that shitty spot. Yeah. Actually, speaking of irrational fear, since we always tend to hit on it in the podcast, that was my irrational fear growing up. Like Shit getting in the, the car, car, and all of a sudden there's something behind, you know, like in the back seat. Oh, dude, and it wasn't there. That it was my irrational. Fear. I don't. I don't think that's just a you thing, though. No, I think uh-huh. I don't. No, I'm just saying that was my irrational fear. You so had like, quicksand. I had that. no, dude. Like still to this day, if I have to go and get in my car after work, and it's like a dark night yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. I'll check the back of the car and then the back seat yeah. before I get in. Absolutely. Because I always saw the movies where the dude gets choked. So, strategically, to make myself feel better about not looking like a chicken shit, what I'll do is I'll go out, I'll unlock the car, right, and I'll take my work backpack and throw it in the back seat, therefore the light comes on and I'm checking the back seat before I get... But to me, I'm just throwing my bag in the back seat, so I'm not... But he's really. I'm not like, actually checking for anything. I'm really excited to be like, no one there, no one there, no one there. Yes! <laughs> I mean, that's... It's another so it's another horror movie trope though, yeah. right? No, exactly. There's always shit in the back seat, and it always gets you. Literally, you know, where it comes from. We grew up in in you know the era of screams, and I know what you did last summers and things like that, and where oh, we're, teenagers and even prior to that, like yeah, like where shits in your hell, back. Seat. Freddy Krueger is the main reason why I don't have my bed 
I have it up against the wall. I don't have both sides showing up. You can't. It. It's not possible to have both sides. Like you can't do it. No. We do, but only because you have to be able to get into it that way. But even still, it's so close to the wall ah. that nothing's going to get you. It's okay. No, because that part where he pops up on the side of the bed scared the shit yeah, out of me when I was a little kid. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, let's be honest. So for me, uh, and I may be the exception here. Like I, I. I grew up horror, like young, oh, impre- <laughs> young, and young impressionable kid. I grew up horror. I would say, like from three on, uh, I lived on Alfred Hitchcock and The Outer Limits. Okay, I mean, I did love both those shows actually. <laughs> and yes, nowadays they're fucking, they're great. They're nostalgic, right? They're garbage. Oh, they're be, be- <laughs> they're they're all little oh, yeah. mini B flick movies. They're fantastic for what they are, the but like, there's no right. there's no graphics. Back then, you know. Did you know though that Alfred Hitchcock scared the lady, the actress from the birds? They scared her so fucking bad she literally had a mental breakdown and had to get admitted to a hospital. Off of birds? Because he kept kept on and kept on and kept on with like the props and the birds and stuff because he was trying to convince her to sleep with him and she like, sold her parrot. And she was, was like not happening, not sleeping with you. So he did like everything in his power to torture her and like to made her absolutely go batshit insane. All right, well, thanks for making it weird, I guess. <laughs> thanks, Alfred. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. He's a dick. See? And Big He also, also helped raise Batman. That's why Batman's a dick. See? <laughs> See? Exactly. Anyways, North Dakota. Uh, yeah, so that was my story, anyway. And you're sticking so. to it. I dig it. Okay, cool. Sorry, we know we're all over the place today. <laughs> I Honestly, I think that we have just... We, uh, we I think had, they're just veering topics, though. They're not, like, yeah. super off the wall. Well, we had, like, a week off, kind of, sort of, because you That's guys true. did the podcast at the, at the tavern. Yeah. So we're getting the jitters out. Yeah, so we're just we're just BSing, you know. But, yeah, so um, my story, um, I am actually taking a, a page from a, let's see here. It's actually an article that was written in a newspaper. Which I thought was the coolest. I mean, aren't they all newspapers? No, I mean, mine was like written in a big news. It was uh, the New York Times. Oh. Yeah, so it was a big, a big paper. Um, so, let's see here. Where do I want to start? Preferably at the beginning. At the beginning. Uh, whether you believe in the paranormal or not, this house and its story will freak you out. There are a few notorious ghost spots here. But this might just be the most haunted house in North Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> it's certainly one of the creepiest. Uh, the house is known as the Lion House, but its official name is the McGillivray House. I see what you did there. <laughs> Named after the man who uh, had it built in uh, Dickinson, North Dakota in the 1890s. A.C. McGillivray... Um, it's been in the renovation process for the past two decades by multiple owners, and absolutely nobody has ever even come close to completing it. Uh, everyone who buys it leaves before it's completed. Uh, from the outside, the house looks relatively normal. Uh, a bit unusual considering the fact that the house is completely made of stone, which is not uh, a normal thing for those parts. Uh, the previous owners who were working on renovation had two stone lion statues installed in the front of the house, which is what gave it its name, the Lion House, the nickname. Uh, The owners have since left, the statues have been removed. Despite its innocent looking appearance, this house has an extremely dark past. Just a few years after the original owner, Alexander McGillivray, and his wife moved into the house, his wife um, unexpectedly passed away. Um, and fell then, down some stairs. <laughs> you wish. And then uh, he actually died relatively young himself. He was only uh, 48 years old when he passed. His wake and his funeral were held uh, inside of the house. Um, but that is actually not why people think this house is haunted. Long after the McGillivraves, uh, a new family moved into the house. It was a man, his wife, and uh, their children. Uh, the entire family came to a brutal and unfortunate end when the man murdered both his wife and his children and then barricaded the house closed and hanged himself in an upstairs bedroom. 
<laughs> after that, many people reported weird occurrences happening at the Lion House. Uh, even locals who lived near there felt uneasy just walking past the house. Um, back when it was an apartment, there were renters who claimed that they saw the ghostly figures of a man wandering around the house. Uh, could it have potentially been uh, Mr. McGillivray? Or was it possibly the insane dad who killed his whole family? Um, either way, this stone fortress holds some very deep, dark secrets. And if its walls could talk, um, not super sure I'd want to hear it. Uh, if there is any spot that has a lot of ghost stories, it's uh, North Dakota. And this is one of the creepiest stories. So this actually ends the one article, and then there is one from a Mrs. Becky Brunk, who is the current owner of the home. Uh, it says, many area residents claim that the house at 345 Sim Street in Dickinson is haunted, but the owner, Becky Brunk, uh, says that it's going to be her home. Uh, she has owned this tan-colored house, otherwise known as the Lion House, for about 15 years now. Uh, she is still renovating the inside of the house so she and her husband can live there. While there isn't much inside the house except for some of Brunk's belongings and some skeletons of interior walls, Brunk said she's excited to make the house into her home, although she originally planned on turning it into a bed and breakfast before she met her husband. Um... She says, we are just going to turn it into a house, uh, but we're going to set it up uh, so that there's bedrooms and bathrooms on each floor. Uh, the house, estimated to have been built in 1890s um, by A.C. McGillivray. This man, by the way, was a Canadian immigrant who came uh, down from Canada into Chicago, from Chicago into North Dakota, and then he landed in this particular city in North Dakota. Um, and he actually was an incredibly rich man until, unfortunately, his meatpacking industry went south and he went broke. Yes, Mr. Dickinson had a meatpacking industry. Oh, I was laughing because he used to be a meat cutter, so that's why I was laughing. Right. You pervert. I know. <laughs> so yes, according to the Dickinson Museum Center information, uh, the man was reportedly very, very wealthy. He relocated to North Dakota in 1882, uh, but he didn't actually land in Dickinson, North Dakota until 85, which is when he started building the house uh, that would have been done sometime around 19 or 1890. Uh, anyway, uh, Mrs. Brunk, she's in the process of getting the house listed on the National Historic National Historical Society National Registry. There we go. The historian of had historic... a hard time saying that. <laughs> You can do it! State Historical <laughs> Society and the National Register of Historic Places and has been researching the history of the house and its owners. So far, um, she knows obviously about, about the original family and, and how that went down and she knows about um, that the McGillivrays actually had no children um, it was a rental property from the 1930s all the way up until she, well, actually some people purchased the house before her. So there have actually been uh, three or four different owners who attempted to renovate the place, but um, things would come up missing, um, things would go flying around the house, um, mysterious sounds, uh, this shadow figure, a full-on apparition of a man, um, but they don't have any pictures, unfortunately, of of this Alexander man, so they do not know what he actually looked like to be able to identify whether or not it's him. Oh, jeez. Um, there's so much on this house. Okay, so according to the museum's information, McGillivray owned a general store for a while, acted as a forwarding agent for the Black Hills Freight Line, had hotel and bank interests owned a fruit farm in California and a ranch known as Indian Springs in North Dakota. The ranch reportedly consisted of 32 sections, was about 18 miles northwest of Dickinson. It ran 485 riding horses and 650 head of cattle. Over time, he became the Stark County Commissioner and was part of the Lehigh Coal Company and was elected to state senate in 1900. Uh, they moved a stairwell in the house during its time as a rental property uh, and put an addition on the west side of the house. Uh, it was completely empty for five or six years before Mrs. Brunk bought it. Uh, it has a full upstairs area and a full attic. Uh, through her restorations, she's 
fought birds and bats, among many other obstacles. Brunk said she put lions, a gift from relatives, outside the house about 10 years uh, and affectionately called them Alexander and Charles, paying tribute to the McGillivray uh, folks. They were brought... she, She had hoped that they were brought there and put outside so that it would become the lion house instead of that haunted house. Um... She said it worked. Most, <laughs> Much more marketable name. <laughs> most people do, in fact, call it the Lion House now. As for various rumors of hauntings and other spookiness said to have happened in the house, Brunk said that they are just that, rumors. She does not believe that the house is haunted at all. She said, it's like everyone's grandmother says it's haunted. It doesn't matter if they're 12 or if they're 50. I'm thinking the only haunted part would be the guy who built it was so pissed that they totally butchered it up and made apartments. Uh, I think he was just mad, and now he's happy because it's going back to the way it used to be. So, yeah, she says she absolutely does not believe that it's haunted, but lots and lots of people have had experiences in over the years, so just don't know. I guess it's up to interpretation. 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 Um, Interesting, interesting. Isn't it fun, though, how you can find these residential houses? Mind you, you despite the fact that like its address is widely listed, you cannot go there. It is a private residence. Uh, you will be arrested. You will be charged with trespassing. Just don't go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't planning on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I taste delicious. Sorry. Sorry. I just think it's really interesting how a lot of these stories, like... You know, so many people throughout history and so many different generations of people have said, oh my God, I've had some crazy, crazy experiences in this house or this building or at this creek or whatever. Yeah. But then um, there's the people who like stay in there all the time are like, no, it's not haunted. Everything's great. So it's, it's just, it's weird to me, the discrepancies. Well, I think sometimes that may actually follow... The person rather than the house or the land itself. It's possible. That or I feel like with a lot of things, it could just be... Maybe one person's just used to the bumps and dings and... Yeah. Well, I mean, or, we even have that with people in our lives. Exactly. Like, we hear a bump in the night and we're like, ooh, what's over there? Right. Whereas in some of our other friends, is like, it's the house. We're like, oh, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> and also, you have the people that are just the polar opposite. Like your mm-hmm. dad, for instance, who is just like, that shit's not real. It's bogus. Like, what's the super... lady in white could walk out and bitch slap her dad. And he'd be like, it didn't happen. What's super, super <laughs> hilarious is he will 100% admit to you that he has seen some shit. But it never happened. It's not real. I was like, which is it, dude? Which is it? I can't wrap my head around that way of thinking. I can't like, even. Her dad it, is it, a paranormal milk toast fence sitter. It, it's, exactly. it's no disrespect to your dad or Not at all. Dad. It's, it's just, just crazy. Like, I, I can't figure out how people see something and they see it. And whether their mind matrix, matrix it, makes it up or not. <laughs> uh they just it's, 100% it's one thing, but deny. You know you saw something that's not normal. Why are you like I don't, well, I don't yeah, why that. are you denying it when you it was right in front of your eyes? Yeah. Comfortability. Even still wouldn't it be more comfortable to be like, yeah, I saw something. I'm not going to worry about it. Or like, I don't know what it was, so I'm not going to worry about yeah. it, but instead I of saying saw like, oh, something. that ain't real. You're crazy for believing in that. Well, wait, all right. And what? he does. He does <laughs> say that. Here's the sometimes. thing though. So, it's kind of a joke trope, right? But like you're walking through a dark room. You hear empty building, right? You hear a little kid giggle yeah. over in the far corner. What's the first thing that we always say when we joke about it? We're like, nope. Right? <laughs> yeah. So right. I, I think for a lot of people, it's just a f- initial reaction. Like, we call it a joke trope, but yeah. it's, it's, it's a, I'm going to stay comfortable with this. Nope, that did not happen. <laughs> oh no see I'm not denying the fact that it did happen I'm just saying I'm not going to further investigate that because but then alternatively giggles freak me the hell out then alternatively you can't later tell the story and be like it didn't happen no yeah, th- but yeah. I'd be like no this happened I wasn't willing to deal with it I just think it's <laughs> hilarious and, and my dad is, is is probably one of the coolest persons that I have ever met in my life 
and I desperately, like, oh, God, I still want to find that photo so bad. It is kicking my ass. Well, you never will, so. No, it's gone. It's gone I feel like you guys listening to this have gotten a little bit into our lives, and now you see the randomness that does happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is 20 years of marriage, I've heard this story about this photograph with a ship stuck through and, another and I, ship, I actually and I've I never seen it. I actually think I told you guys too, did I not? You told it on the podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Talked about it a lot. My Full circle. And, and that ship, yeah, exactly. And I, I, oh my God, I want to find it so bad. Not because I think it's going to be worth anything or prove anything or whatever, but, you know, a Polaroid from the 1970s. Well, now most, you have to post it on the Facebook page if you I do find it. I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. But again, I mean, you, you can't Photoshop a, a 1970s Polaroid film, you know? And the irony with the Polaroid film is I think that might be the only camera on the planet where you can't actually get a double negative because the negative itself is built into a single... Exactly. Which It's is... fine. Don't worry about it. Fuck it. <laughs> dog. Okay. Fuck it. No, actually, I don't see the dog. Nope. It's fine. This, this is my house. Nope. Yeah. Weird shit happens here. No, I just felt like that because my back is turned toward it and I hate having my back. I got the, the, the Doc Holiday problems. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like my back turned toward anything. Uh, so. Ter- Teresa and Ezra both said hello to you like 30 minutes before you got here. No, oh, okay. Yeah, our front door opened and then closed. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you both were like, hey, Joe, and I wasn't here? Yeah, pretty That's much. That's hilarious. They're like, Alex, would you go see if somebody's here? And I was like, no. Yeah, there ain't nobody here. I'm nope. back here. Nope. You're up there. You're closer. No, I literally, I walked up there and I was like, yeah, there's nobody here. But so our front door doesn't like latch latch yeah. sometimes. Right. So I feel like when I went out and opened the door to look, there was like a pretty strong cross. Well, we also had the back door hanging open for the dogs to be able to go in and out as they please. So it definitely created a cross breeze. See, people, that right there is called deductive reasoning. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, if the door for some reason this time did not get like latch latch where it clicks, like, then, yeah. yeah, the wind very easily yeah. could have sucked that yeah. open. It has been a little windy today. Although now I wish I would have been here 30 minutes sooner so I could scare the crap out of you. Well, you know. I'll make sure to take note for next time. I still owe you payback for that, by the way. I don't know what we're talking about, but it sounds fun and I'm here for it. My first ever ghost hunting with you guys. Oh, yeah. So you got him back for that? I, I'm waiting. It's Long been a game, minute. baby. Long it's game. Been a I'm going to fucking get it good. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so it's about time for us to wrap up this episode. Um, we've already given you um, all of the information I could possibly think of. No new news. Pumpkin sale and all no that other good stuff. No new news. Uh, yeah, exactly. No new news. Um, so do not forget to hit us up at Facebook.com, No Lights Paranormal. We are at No Lights Ghosts and No Lights Para on X. Um, for some reason, we have both now. I don't know. Fuck it. Um, and thanks, Corey, for giving us the blue check mark. Exactly, we appreciate that. Um, thank you to all of our listeners who are just awesome and amazing. And yes, we love you yeah. guys. No lights paranormal at gmail.com. Oh, we're ordering t shirts. <laughs> I think she popped a hernia on that one. I thought about right? it, right? <laughs> yes, she went from 90 to 50 faster than the weather did, right? <laughs> right? So, so the must all stady. Exactly. With the whole situation with the uh, tours, the historical haunted ghost tour, historic, yeah, the Wadsworth thing. Um, proceeds for that, of course, um, our portion of the proceeds are going directly towards t-shirts. Merch. Getting us t-shirts. So we are super, super excited that we are finally going to have some reasonable merch for you. And we also have another guy who's making us some really cool stuff. Um super super awesome nice guy um so yeah we're actually gonna have some stuff for you guys we're excited about that but next week what is going to be our state next week all right so then we were we on a podcast when you said later no okay we mike not. was in front of me so I we were on. theoretically hypothetically logistically mm-hmm. uh that's a lot that's a lot in the order of operations next week would be uh, the state of either Washington or Wisconsin. Um, but 
I'm going to give Washington and Wisconsin one extra week to duke it out and see who has the most downloads by then, because I have also realized, after going through our podcast upload list, that we have skipped an almighty important state in our popularity rankings. Oh my god, what? We've never fucking done Ohio. Yeah, we just... You forgot. We already talked about that. Did we? Yeah. I forgot. You forgot. (laughs) We said we were going to do Ohio very last. I don't want to anymore. <laughs> I'm going to do it next week. Too bad. No, group decision. No, we already said. You agreed to it. I don't want to do that anymore. We already <laughs> no, said. You're not Jesse, a woman. You can't change your mind. <laughs> you're not a woman. You can't change that. <laughs> Besides, then we're totally robbing these two guys out of their duking it out. No, by the way, he said we'd do Ohio next week and then give them the next week. He was giving them an extra week to duke it out. We were actually giving them a week to duke it out, is what it is. Now that they, So since we got the three-way tie out of the way, like the next way tie is just a two-way tie, but they never got a heads up. So. Right, well, we're going to go ahead and put up the poll then between um, Washington State and Wisconsin. Yes. And uh, that will be up for the next week, starting here just as soon as I post it. I've already and posted the links to my story, so... There you go. <laughs> and um, I will... We will do Ohio next week then, while we wait for the results from our next big battle. Because to be fair, I feel like we can also I guess start. That happen. <laughs> to be fair, I also feel like we can start the next round of state talks True. with Ohio, so it would kind of like be at the end. But so, what? <laughs> if we're being completely honest, the the disproportionate listeners, the number of listeners we have in Ohio versus everywhere else, I kind of feel bad putting it off and like making them wait to hear about their state like it's well sure but we're in Ohio. percent wise pretty support yeah so so, so just, are most of our listeners they just got to come hang out with us at the tavern and do a ghost walk uh, with maybe us. we don't know if there are listeners they never said well all i know but i also assume that everybody listens to me so are our steadfast cheerleaders who i am desperately i assume in love nobody with. listens to me no, that, I said, I think. <laughs> in reality, they don't. <laughs> yeah, cheerleaders, I heard you. Yeah, I know. That I'm desperately in love with. And I think that they have been incredibly patient waiting for stories of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, so two women changed their mind and I got outvoted. So. Well, no, <laughs> he already decided, so it's fine. Fuck it. It's fine. Unless, look, we're live on the air. We can have this topic of dissent and conversation right now. Unless you have a different topic. Why we why we still have to put Wisconsin and uh, well, Washington. No, what I was like, saying is we, when we did it for, what, Michigan and what was the other one? Uh-huh. I can't remember the other state. Yeah, but we had a three-way uh, tie. It was Michigan, time. North Dakota, Mississippi, I think, was yeah. the three-way tie. Yeah, we gave them the week of. So that's that's the only reason why it took me by surprise a little bit. I was like, wait, what? Hold that on. I thought we were this waiting time we're like that. skipping a whole week but rather than no, like it's fine. this week we're doing this vote now. Um I feel like so the issue that I have with that is because I've actually learned from putting the poll up last time and only giving them a week, is we didn't really get any action on the poll till the end of the week. Like gotcha. and then it became hard to get a story. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, fine. Well, there it is then. We are going to be doing Ohio in the midterm of waiting for Wisconsin and uh, Washington State to duke out who is going to be on top for the one after that. Ohio might be hard to do. Not because of lack of stories. There's plenty of stories. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been because to a lot of places. Too many stories. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about a little bit of everything. Maybe we'll make that like a fucking two-hour episode. So maybe we should... Speak it. I'm, think, I'm trying to think of putting the right words. Maybe we shouldn't do it in like separate stories. Maybe we should like talk about everything that we've experienced in Ohio. Ooh, talk about things we've actually done here in Ohio? Yeah. Maybe that would be an easier way of doing it. Mm, I actually, don't know. Put that in the poll, too. Do you guys want to know a secret? I already picked a place. Okay. Is it a well, place we've been to? It's not no. hard to pick a place in Ohio. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, it's not a place we've ever been to. Oh, it's actually a place that I've seen and heard a lot about a lot of times, and I am and super fucking just... interested. First of all, we can't go to the strip club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Peppermint Hippo, Corey. That's for you. Ghosts is a pussy past. <laughs> wow. And that's it for this week's, folks. And remember, folks, don't fuck with Baba Yaga. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I forgot my mouse doesn't control the recording anymore. <laughs> we love you guys so very much. We're going to post the poll. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll talk all about Ohio. Yes, we guys. We love you very, very, very much. Love you very much. And that's a wrap. Alex hit it. Don't fuck with the Baba Yaga. Oh, 